Welcome, I'm Addison Brown, and this is the Emerging World Project podcast. What are you doing here? Today on this Earth Day 2022, we have gathered a community of friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, and previous guests who are delighted to be sharing with you readings of excerpts from Love Letter to the Earth, written by the beloved peace activist and Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh. This cultural mosaic invites you to tuck yourself away somewhere undisturbed, perhaps under a tree, and enjoy this deep listening experience. We'll catch you on the flip side. Love Letter to the Earth, number four. Your stability, patience, and inclusiveness. You have an immense capacity to embrace, handle, and transform everything that is cast at you. Whether it be the greatest asteroids, refuse, and filth, poisonous fumes, or radioactive waste. Time helps you to do this, and your history has shown that you always succeed, even if it takes millions of years. You were able to re-establish equilibrium after the devastating collision that created the moon, and have endured at least five mass extinctions, reviving yourself every time. You have an extraordinary capacity to renew, transform, and heal yourself. And also us, your children. I have faith in your great power of healing. My faith comes from my own observation and experience. Not from something others has told me to believe. That's why I know I can take refuge in you. As I walk, sit and breathe, I can surrender myself to you. Trust howly in you and allow you to heal me. I know I don't have to do anything at all. I can simply relax, release all the tension in my body and all the fears and worries in my mind whether I'm sitting or walking lying down or standing I allow myself to take refuge in you and allow myself to be held and healed by you I entrust myself you, 
Love Letter to the Earth, number three. Walking tenderly on Mother Earth. Dear Mother Earth, every time I step upon the earth, I will train myself to see that I am walking on you, my mother. Every time I place my feet on the earth, I have a chance to be in touch with you and with all your wonders. With every step, I can touch the fact that you aren't just beneath me, dear mother, but you are also within me. Each mindful and gentle step can nourish me, heal me, and bring me into contact with myself and with you in the present moment. Walking into mindfulness, I can express my love, respect, and care for you, our precious earth. I will touch the truth that mind and body are not two separate entities. I will train myself to look deeply to see your true nature. You are my loving mother, a living being, a great being, an immense, beautiful and precious wonder. You are not only matter, you are also mind, you are also consciousness. Just as the beautiful pine or tender grain of corn possess an innate sense of knowing, so too do you. Within you, dear Mother Earth, there are the elements of earth, water, air and fire. And there is also time, space and consciousness. Our nature is your nature, which is also the nature of the cosmos. Love letter number eight, Father, Son, My Heart. Dear Father, your creative synergy with Mother Earth makes life possible. Mother's slight tilt in her orbit offers us the four extraordinary seasons. Her miracle of photosynthesis harnesses your energy and creates oxygen for the atmosphere to protect us from your blazing ultraviolet radiation. Over the eons, Mother has skillfully harvested and stored your sunlight to sustain her children and enhance her beauty. And birds can enjoy soaring through the sky and deer can enjoy darting through the woods because of your creative harmony with Mother Earth. Each species can delight in its element thanks to your nourishing light and the miraculous canopy of the atmosphere embracing, protecting, and nurturing us all. There is a heart inside each and every one of us. If our heart were to stop beating, then we would die instantly. But when we look up towards the sky, we know that you, Father, Son, are also our heart. You aren't just outside this tiny body of ours. You are within every cell of our body and the body of Mother Earth. in life were truly reignited after reading these love letters. I dream of a world where humankind lives in line with nature and animals, 
and we respect each other as we all deserve. I dream of a world where all animals, people and nature are seen as equals, not only for the sake of our planet and our quickly changing climate and the future of my generation and future generations to come, but because I believe that everyone and everything has a place on this planet. I'm just sitting here reflecting on love letter number eight. And it just strikes me in, in this conversation about you know, wanting to um, heal the planet and save the earth. And many times we forget the kind of symbiotic nature of um, the relationship. I'd say what came up for me as I read the letters was that our world and how has so it's really necessary for beautiful us to, things in it. To and we are often so preoccupied with everything that's going on in our lives that we forget just how pure and beautiful our natural world is. And I think that's just important to remember is that we need to appreciate these little things, especially now that a lot of these things are disappearing people in a, will gain from having listened a lot of and or read the letters is going extinct the importance of being connected right now, to nature to just to and what that does for, for the mind body um, spirit connection for the spirit and not and our water, take our soil and you know just a weekend planet. out to go into nature but instead do it every single day have some form of connection love letter to the earth number nine homo conscious dear mother thanks to the precious gift of awareness we can recognize our own presence and realize our true place in you and in the cosmos. We humans are no longer naive in thinking ourselves the masters of the universe. We know that in terms of the universe, we are tiny and insignificant, and yet our minds are capable of encompassing numberless worlds. We know that our beautiful planet Earth is not the center of the universe, and yet we can still see it as one of the universe's many wondrous manifestations. We have developed science and technology and discovered reality's true nature of no birth and no death, of neither being nor unbeing, neither increasing nor decreasing, neither the same nor different. We realize that the one contains the all the greatest is contained within the smallest, and that each particle of dust contains the whole cosmos. We are learning to love you and our Father more, and to love one another in the light of this insight of interbeing. We know that this non-dualistic way of seeing things can help us to transcend all discrimination, fear, jealousy, hatred and despair.
Love Letter to the Earth, number six, Our Journey of Eons. Dear Mother, the moon is a part of you, as beautiful as an angel. She is a kind sister to you, always following you, helping you slow down and keep your balance, and creating tidal rhythms on your body. Our entire solar system is one family revolving around father-son in a joyful and harmonious dance. First, there is Mercury, metallic and cratered, closest to the sun. Next is Venus with her intense heat, high-pressure atmosphere, and volcanoes. Then there is you, beloved Mother Earth, the most beautiful of all. Beyond us orbits the red planet, cold and desolate Mars. And after the asteroid belt, there comes the gas giant Jupiter, by far the largest planet of all, attended by an assembly of diverse moons. Beyond Jupiter orbits Saturn, the spectacularly ringed planet, followed by Uranus, tilted on his side after a collision. And finally, distant blue Neptune with his turbulent storms and high winds. Contemplating the splendor, I can see that you, Mother Earth, are the most precious flower in our solar system, a true jewel of the cosmos. Love Letter to the Earth, number two. Your wonder, beauty, and creativity. We humans have talented artists, but how can our paintings compare to your masterpiece of four seasons? How could we ever paint such a compelling dawn or create more radiant dusk? We have great composers, but how can our music compare to your celestial harmony the sun and planets, or to the sound of the rising tide. We have great heroes and heroines who have endured wars, hardship, and dangerous voyages. But how can their bravery compare to your great forbearance and patience along your hazardous journey of eons? We have many great love stories, but who among us has love as immense as your own, embracing all beings without discrimination? Love letter number seven, your ultimate reality. No death, no fear. Dear Mother Earth, you were born from the dust of distant supernovas and ancient stars. 
Your manifestation is but a continuation and when you cease to exist in this current form, you too will continue in another. Your true nature is the ultimate dimension of reality, the nature of no coming and no going, no birth and no death. This is also our true nature. If we're able to touch this, we can experience the peace and freedom of non-fear. And yet, because of our limited view, we still wonder what will happen to us when our physical form disintegrates. When we die, we merely return to you. You have given birth to us in the past and we know that you will continue to give birth to us time and time again in the future. We know we can never die. Each time we manifest, we're fresh and new. Each time we return to the earth, you receive and embrace us with great compassion. We promise to train ourselves to look deeply, to see and touch this truth, that our lifespan is your lifespan and your lifespan is limitless. We know that the ultimate and the historical, the noumenal and the phenomenal are two dimensions of the same reality. Touching the historical dimension, a leaf, a flower, a pebble, a beam of light, a mountain, a river, a bird, or our own body, we can touch the ultimate. When we deeply touch the one, we touch the all. This is interbeing. Love letter to the earth number one. Beloved mother of all things, you are the mother of all beings. I call you by the human name mother, and yet I know your mothering nature is more vast and ancient than humankind. We are just one young species of your many children. All the millions of other species who live or have lived on earth are also your children. You aren't a person, but I know you are not less than a person either. You are a living, breathing being in the form of a planet. Each species has its own language. Yet as our mother, you can understand us all. That is why you can hear me today as I open my heart to you and offer you my prayer. Dear mother, wherever there is soil, water, rock or air, you are there nourishing me and giving me life. Love letter to the earth, number five, heaven on earth. The kingdom of heaven exists, not outside of us, but within our very own hearts, 
whether we're able to touch the kingdom of God or not at every step depends on our way of looking, our way of listening, our way of walking. If my mind is calm and peaceful, then the ground I'm walking on becomes a paradise. There are those who say that in their heaven, there is no suffering. But if there is no suffering, how can then there be happiness? We need compost to grow flowers. We need mud to grow lotuses. We need difficulties in order to arrive at realizations about them. Enlightenment is always enlightenment about something. Dear Mother, I promise to cultivate this way of looking. Love Letter to the Earth, number 10. Can you count on us? Dear Mother, there have been times when we suffered greatly as a result of natural disasters. We know that whenever we suffer, you suffer through us. The floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, and tsunamis aren't punishments or manifestations of your anger, but are phenomena that must occur on occasion so that balance can be restored. The same is true of a shooting star. For balance in nature to be achieved, at times some species have to endure loss. In those moments, we have turned to you, dear mother, and asked whether or not we could count on you on your stability and compassion. You didn't answer us right away. Then, beholding us with great compassion, you replied, yes, of course you can count on your mother. I will always be there for you. But then you said, dear children, you must ask yourselves, can your Mother Earth count on you? Dear Mother, today we offer you our solemn reply. Yes, Mother, you can count on us. Thank you for stopping by. You can help us spread the word about what are you doing here by sharing this episode or leaving a review in your favorite podcast app. Reviews help potential listeners see that our show is worth their time and every single one makes a difference. For a deeper look at what the Emerging World Project is up to, head on over to emergingworldproject.org. The Emerging World Project studios are on Tongva land. 